Formidable and grand on a hilltop in Picardy, the five-towered castle of Coucy dominated the approach to Paris from the north, but whether as guardian or as challenger of the monarchy in the capital was an open question. Thrusting up from the castle's center, a gigantic cylinder rose to twice the height of the four-corner towers. This was the donjon, or central citadel, the largest in Europe, the mightiest of its kind ever built in the Middle Ages or thereafter. Ninety feet in diameter, a hundred eighty feet high, capable of housing a thousand men in a siege, it dwarfed and protected the castle at its base, the clustered roofs of the town, the bell tower of the church, and the thirty turrets of the massive wall enclosing the whole complex on the hill. Travelers coming from any direction could see this colossus of baronial power from miles away, and, on approaching it, feel the awe of the traveler in infidel lands at first sight of the pyramids. Seized by grandeur, the builders had carried out the scale of the donjon in interior features of more than mortal size. Risers of steps were fifteen to sixteen inches, window seats were three and a half feet from the ground, as if for use by a race of titans. Stone lintels measuring two cubic yards were no less heroic. For more than four hundred years, the dynasty reflected by these arrangements had exhibited the same quality of excess. Ambitious, dangerous, not infrequently ferocious, the Cousis had planted themselves on a promontory of land which was formed by nature for command. Their hilltop controlled passage through the valley of the Ayette to the greater valley of the Oise. From here they had challenged kings, despoiled the church, departed for and died on crusades, been condemned and excommunicated for crimes, progressively enlarged their domain, married royalty, and nurtured a pride that took for its battle cry, Coussi à la merveille. Holding one of the four great baronies of France, they scorned territorial titles and adopted their motto of simple arrogance, Roi ne suis, ne prince, ne duc, ne compte aussi. Je suis le sire de Coucy. Not king nor prince, duke nor count am I. I am the lord of Coucy. Begun in 1223, the castle was a product of the same architectural explosion that raised the great cathedrals whose impulse, too, sprang from northern France. Four of the greatest were under construction at the same time as the castle. At Laon, Rheims, Amiens, and Beauvais, within fifty miles of Coucy. While it took anywhere from fifty to a hundred and fifty years to finish building a cathedral, the vast works of Coucy with donjons, towers, ramparts, and subterranean network were completed, under the single compelling will of Enguerrand de Coucy III, in the astonishing space of seven years. The castle compound enclosed a space of more than two acres. Its four corner towers, each ninety feet high and sixty-five in diameter, and its three outer sides were built flush with the edge of the hill, forming the ramparts. The only entrance to the compound was a fortified gate on the inner side next to the donjon, protected by guard towers, moat, and portcullis. The gate opened onto the Place d'Armes, a walled space of about six acres containing stables and other service buildings, tilt-yard, and pasture for the knight's horses. Beyond this, where the hill widened out like the tail of a fish, lay the town of perhaps a hundred houses and a square-towered church. Three fortified gates at the outer wall encircling the hilltop commanded access to the outside world. On the south side facing Soissons, the hill fell away in a steep, easily defensible slope. On the north, facing Laon, where the hill merged with the plateau, a great moat made an added barrier. Within walls eighteen to thirty feet thick, a spiral staircase connected the three stories of the donjon.
An open hole or eye in the roof, repeated in the vaulted ceiling of each level, added a little extra light and air to the gloom and enabled arms and provisions to be hoisted from floor to floor without the necessity of climbing the stairs. By the same means, orders could be given vocally to the entire garrison at one time. As many as twelve hundred to fifteen hundred men-at-arms could assemble to hear what was said from the middle level. The donjon had kitchens, said an odd contemporary, worthy of Nero, and a rainwater fish pond on the roof. It had a well, bread ovens, cellars, storerooms, huge fireplaces with chimneys on each floor, and latrines. Vaulted underground passageways led to every part of the castle, to the open court, and to secret exits outside the ramparts through which a besieged garrison could be provisioned. From the top of the donjon, an observer could see the whole region as far as the forest of Compiègne, thirty miles away, making Coussy proof against surprise.